Welcome to the League of Champs, an arena where we invite everyday athletes, coaches, and entrepreneurs to discuss the methodologies they use to affect change and achieve purpose. League of Champs sits at the intersection of mindfulness and sport with one intention, victory. Join us. My good people, what's up Wednesdays? We're back in the building, out in the world. Oh, the world, it's still happening. (laughs) Still in the midst of a pandemic. I hope you're staying safe. Uh, I hope you're finding ways to stay motivated, be active, utilizing uh, some form of activity or movement to stay sane. Uh, Because, yeah, we're in this thing for a bit. It looks, and uh, we got to help one another get through it. And that's what we're here to do here at League of Champs. We are here to help one another get through life because uh, that's what it takes. Teamwork, yeah, makes that dream work. So uh, without further ado, welcome to What's Up Wednesdays. Welcome to the League. For those of you who haven't listened before, What's Up Wednesdays are, uh, yeah, quick quips. I try to keep these within 20 minutes, and it really um, tries to focus on really anything I want to talk about, <laughs> but uh, tries to stay focused on on what we do here at League, which is talk about, um, you know, training, talking about victory coming from within, talking about, um, you know, how to become a better everyday athlete, uh, maybe perhaps even a better individual, better person, um, you know, I might chop game about mindfulness. I might, uh, you know, just use some things that, uh, or tools or resources that have come to me throughout the week or the month to, to try to share, to, to help out, uh, along the journey and things that really resonated with me, but it's not really about me. It's about, uh, you, it's about us. It's about helping one another. So, um, you know, I was really, uh, reminded and, and inspired by the conversation I had with my friend Raymond on uh, on Monday. Uh, if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, tap into that, check it out. Uh, you know, he really talked about falling in love with the process. And, uh, you know, that's such a good reminder for life, not getting so caught up with the results of things, not getting so um, attached, if you would, with expectations of results, but but being very present in the moment and, um, you know, letting your intentions, of course, you got to have goals and objectives and you want to meet those, but uh, falling in love with the process is so much a part of being present day to day and really, you know, going after uh, what you are trying to uh, obtain or, you know, hit your goals. But falling in love with the process helps you, I think, to um, really enjoy the the journey a bit more. And it's so important right now with everything going on to, you know, so many races have been canceled. It's like, you know, for, for a lot of us that are, um, you know, looking forward or, or in endurance sport, if you would, um, you know, there's there's nothing to look forward to in terms of what we we trained for. I think a lot of us trained because, you know, we want to put a race on the calendar and, and go test and see where we're at and maybe go after a PR. But I think this year has really focused us to uh, or, or made us focus rather on falling in love with uh, that process. And I think there's just really 
uh, a beauty in that. I, I think it really makes you dig into why um, you you work out and train. Obviously, there's you know so many physiological and psychological benefits to being active. I mean, even more specifically, there's with running, cycling, any endurance sport, even even lifting. I think even um, you know high intensity interval training where you're getting some of that cardio uh, worked in. You know, it increases your metabolic rate. Um, you know, for for running and, and cycling, I mean, you know, it's the same effect as like recreational drugs. Like without the drugs, obviously, that that runner's high um, that you get, it you know, it's it's affecting the same cannabinoid receptors in your in your brain that you would get when you take um, recreational drugs. But it's just natural. Right. So, you know, falling in love with that process it teaches us a bunch about ourselves and, and what's possible and, um, you know, how we can are in control of, of making ourselves feel better um, for as, as simple as that as that is. Uh, and, you know, it's important then because of that to, to develop that routine and, uh, you know, just really. Uh, set up that structure in your life to to f- help you fall in love with that process. Routine in an intelligent man or woman is a sign of ambition. Um, is a good quote that I found this week, and it's it's so true, right? You know how um, we structure our lives and and how that um, you know affects our day to day, our relationship with ourselves, and then how that affects our relationship with other people. So. You know, I just wanted to note on that right quick because I think that's such a key uh, point right now is to fall in love with the process of of getting out, getting active. Um, and if you're a runner or a biker or, you know, even someone who's doing strength training right now or, or just trying to stay healthy in general, um, you know, really falling in love uh, with that process. So uh, today I wanted to talk just about two things really um you know one being uh recovery and we're going to focus a little bit more on recovery this month uh as, as well as nutrition and um get nerd out a little bit more in in terms of the, the science of um you know running and, and pacing and some other stuff that i, I just want to share to uh, perhaps help us fall in love with that process even more but um you know sleep i've 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 reset my circadian rhythms over the last it's almost a month now i believe i did it um i did it the week after fourth of july and so what is, what does that mean i'm gonna put a podcast ep- i'm gonna put another podcast episode in the notes of this episode but it, it is worth listening it, it, this this episode uh broken brain um of, of broken brain is the name of the podcast it it changed my perspective and this knowledge has been out there for a while but this was the first that I really sort of did a deep dive into it but it really goes into depth about um you know when you wake up in the morning not looking at your phone and getting direct sunlight in your eyes uh, within an hour of waking up before you look at your phone and there's all sorts of physiological and psychological benefits I mean down to like um helping to to curve like diabetes, um, you know, an increase in, in, in mood an increase in focus, um, you know, but more importantly, allowing you to, um, get into a better sleep cycle. So 
prime example right now, you know, depending on what time I go to bed, if I go to bed at, you know, 10 o'clock, I'm naturally sort of waking up at, um, quarter to six, six o'clock. Uh, prime example last night, I probably didn't fall asleep till 1030, 1045. So says my whoop. Um, and you know, so I probably wasn't actually asleep until 11. Um, but I, you know, woke up at 715, I think is, is, is what the data is telling me. Um, and it's, it's been amazing. I've been for someone who has always had restless sleep and, and sleep has always been a bit of a struggle for me. I found that two things have helped the most one getting that direct sunlight in the morning before looking at my phone. Um, and luckily enough for where I am now, uh, you know, I can sit outside for 15, 20 minutes, even longer in the morning and get that direct sunlight. Even if it's a cloudy day, there's more photon f- photons <laughs> in the the clouds than, um, you know, like UV light. Like you can get still uh, good light from even a cloudy day. But so that's one thing is don't look at your phone when you wake up. Get direct sunlight in your eyes get outside too is, is key. If you can, um, you know, it should be direct, not like through a window or, or something like that, but that's one major key. And then two, no, um, no light from screens between 11 PM and 4 AM. Um, it's just been shown through studies that like that light can be massively disruptive to your sleep cycle. And then even can cause like a lot more issues psychologically, like depressive stuff, um, physiologically again with, uh, the diabetes, um, like in blood sugar levels. I mean, it's, it's just absolutely fascinating. I'm not going to get too deep into the science here right now. Uh, I'm going to leave a reference for you to listen to. The podcast is, um, fairly long. It's about an hour and a half, but I mean, if you listen to one podcast the rest of this month outside of this one, of course, I would, I would really, if you're interested in improving your sleep at all, um, I would really do a dive into, uh, that podcast just because it, it, as athletes, as people, as individuals sleep is one of the most critical, um, aspects of recovery, especially for athletes. I mean, there's, there's no better recovery metric or recovery tactic rather than, than good sleep. I mean, your body is going to recover better, um, with good sleep than any other thing that you could do. I mean, obviously other things play in nutrition and hydration and, um, you know, your stretching and so on and so forth. But uh, sleep is such a critical component of that. And that's why you see, um, a lot of professional athletes and so on and so forth put a high focus on, on it because sleep just is so regenerative, um, for the body. So if you are interested at all, please check that out. I'll put that in the show notes. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about today for my runners, or if you're just getting into running or if you integrate running into, um, your workout is I've, I've really been doing deep dives into, um, you know, run training and, man, GPS, (laughs) Um, just realizing how behind my Strava and my Garmin are, uh, you know, per mile. So if you use Strava, Garmin, even your your iPhone and your training um, or your phone in general or your training for, um, 
for pace, typically those devices are going to be anywhere from 10 to 20 seconds behind of what your, your true pace is. The only thing that I found that is a bit closer to true time is, um, uh, uh, tool called stride it's a wearable called stride it's a foot pod um i will put that in the show notes too i'm not going to go too deep on that um today but <laughs> i am evolving uh sort of the league of champs offerings into uh yeah video reviews and just like vlogging too i guess is what you would call it, it sounds so corny i don't want to be a vlogger but there's just stuff that i can talk about uh, on video that is uh a little bit easier than than the podcast so um, but yeah, the stride meter is a power meter, uh, for runners and it's, it's fascinating. Again, I, I'm not going to get too deep into the whole power metrics. Um, in today's episode, I'm going to dedicate another episode to that, but, uh, you know, power can really help you sort of understand, uh, what's called your rate of perceived effort a lot better than, um, heart rate or a lot better than just running by pace because, you know, heart rate is is a tough metric to sort of balance behind or, or train behind just because um, so many things can affect heart rate, right? Are, are you dehydrated? Did you have caffeine that morning? Did you not sleep great? Um, all of those things can sort of alter if, you know, what your actual zone, heart rate zone is, um, if you are training by heart rate zone. Uh same for pace, you know, terrain, wind, um, you know, so many different factors, variables can factor in to, uh, you know, are you running uphill? Are you running downhill? Uh, you know, what grade are you running on? Is it windy? Is it rainy? Like so many things where power, um, tends to be a bit more accurate in terms of, um, the effort that you're putting through, um, while you're running and cyclists have been using power, for for decades um it's gotten more tuned in as the technology has gotten better but it is a really great metric to measure how hard you're actually um working but what i wanted to talk about secondly today is that that rate of perceived effort or relative perceived exert exertion (laughs) excuse me um especially for runners so one metric that you can use, and I'm going to put an article about this in the show notes too, so you can do a deeper dive, um, but is essentially when you're running and you're doing some run training, your easy efforts should, you should be able to like speak paragraphs, essentially. You should be able to hold a conversation um, at, at your easy efforts. As you get into more moderate efforts, um, you should only be able to speak sentences. And if you're doing any sort of like um, speed work or what's known as like critical velocity work. um, So, you know, an effort that you could run for essentially 30 minutes at a faster pace is what critical velocity essentially is. um, That you're not, you might be able to have words, but, not much and you know sprinting obviously you can't talk at all if you're doing speed work you should not be able to to talk (laughs) um so that's just a basic way while you're training to sort of understand 
your your rate of perceived effort like can I talk right now so prime example again I was running this morning and um easy workout for me today 40 minutes uh and people probably thought I was crazy but I was talking to myself because I really just wanted to make sure that I was keeping an easy pace and I mean obviously I've got my stride on and I'm checking my my power wattage and um you know I'm occasionally looking at pace but the point of going through this exercise is to, to start relying less on, um, you know, your watch and, uh, you know, your pacing and all this stuff and really use that sort of internal calculation, if you would, to um, understand, yeah, how fast am I, how fast am I running? How hard is, am I running? Um, what is my perceived effort right now? And I think once you learn that, tactically, you can take that into race day and and utilize that a bit better than trying to say, okay, you know, I want to run a half marathon in this pace or, you know, in this time so that I need my mile splits need to look like this. Instead, you can have sort of, okay, this is how I'm feeling. You know, this is my effort right now. And how can I balance that throughout the race to make sure that you can finish strong? Obviously, you can utilize time and and, you know, your your watches and and sort of the checkpoints to um, balance against how you feel. The data should support how you feel or, you know, go against maybe even how you feel. But um, again, I will put that in the show notes. I just think as you you're training more as we're falling in love with this process right now. How can you um, become better at, at your training uh, without having to rely too much on, um, you know, your coach or, um, you know, other outside factors? How can you become a better athlete yourself? And that's also, again, what, uh, you know, I'm here to try to help with. That's what Lee is all about. So, yeah. That's all I got for today. I, like I said, we'll put these uh, articles in the show notes. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just such a critical time right now. And I think prior, if you have the space to be able to prioritize your health, um, you know, is, is, is such a privilege. It's such a luxury. It's such a blessing, really. But it's also super critical because it can help to keep you grounded. It can help to keep you focused. It can be an outlet for stress, right? I mean, there's a lot going on, um, you know, and so it, it can just ground you and, and help you navigate through uh, just m- so many different things in the moment. So uh, I leave you with another quote. Now bid me run and I will strive with things impossible. That's Shakespeare from from Julius Caesar. And, you know, we're here to, to rely on one another too. the the community. I know that some of us might not get a chance to run together right now. Some some run groups are, are back on. Shout out to We Run 313 in Detroit getting up and getting people out for Two Mile Tuesdays and uh, their 5K Thursdays. Um, you know, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. That's a quote from Margaret Mead. And it's true, right? You know, community really has the power to change the world. And if you think about it, it is small communities that really do end up, um, 
you know, changing perspective of, of the people around you. So let's be sure we're supporting. Let's be sure we're, um, you know, still helping those in need, you know, still support color of change and other orgs that are doing important work right now. And yeah, that's all I got for you today. Let's make sure that we're, we're being of service and using this movement, uh, physical movement for the greater good. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for, uh, yeah, getting on today with me, tapping in. And, yeah, please share. If you like this, subscribe, uh, make some comments, rate it, do all those good things. But most importantly, get out this week, get active, have some fun. Um, Yeah, let's get it. And we will talk to you soon next Monday for the next episode of League of Champs. Talk soon. Be well. Peace. Peace.